Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights of Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thanks very much for listening to this. Happy 2023, everyone. We are back from our little hiatus, and I appreciate everyone's patience with me taking a few weeks off after or during, you know, over the course of the uh, the holiday weeks there. The time off was very helpful. I am re-energized ready to bring these episodes to you and ready to bring this campaign home. We are definitely in the back half of these of this campaign, and I'm excited and just as bewildered as you, listener, as to what is going to happen with our adventurers. And I've got some stuff to talk about on an upcoming Behind the Screen uh, campaign planning episode, so there's that. And yeah, so without further, well, a little bit of ado, a little bit of further ado, uh, before we get into today's episode, uh, we're going to hear a couple of words from some uh, friendly podcasts, Fireside Dice and Do We Level Up? Um, I know that sometimes I take a week off here and there and our schedule is bi-weekly at its most frequent. So if you're running thin on your D&D podcasts, consider checking out our friends at Fireside Dice, and do we level up? The Dungeon Masters from each of these make it sound so easy, and I always sound like I don't know what I'm doing, and that I've never Dungeon Mastered before, even though I've been doing this podcast for what is approaching to be almost five years. Okay? Wow. Anyways, here's a quick word from each of them, and then we're going to get into today's episode. Oh, hello friends. My name is Skylar, and I'm here to tell you about my show, Fireside Dice. We are a live play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast that takes place in the multiverse of Magic the Gathering. You'll follow along as our characters, Bartholomew. I will withhold my comments until someone who has authority can receive them. Balfour. I have a very important question for you now. Bacon or sausage? Surrey. We're in a public place, and you can't just go around shooting just goblins just because you have bad blood with them. And Levin. Levin will sense the eyes on her, and she'll stare back down and go as long without blinking as she possibly can. Adventure through myriads of worlds. There will be adventure, hijinks, and plenty of opportunities to disrupt the Dungeon Master's plans. So come, join us by the fire. The story's about to begin. Hi listeners, my name is Noel, and I'm the Dungeon Master for Do We Level Up? Our show is a D&D 5e podcast. Episodes are available every Thursday, wherever you stream your podcasts. We gather each week to play D&D in a homebrew world called Galandria. Join our intrepid group of adventurers, the Peacekeepers, as they battle evil across the continent. We have a diverse and international cast of nerds, so come join us as the players fumble their way through everything, and somehow, to my shock and awe, Keep coming out the other side relatively unscathed. Follow us on Twitter at DeweyLevelUp1 or on Instagram at DeweyLevelUpPodcast. Thanks, listeners. Hope to see you there. All right. Last time we played, you made a daring escape out of Stonegate. Maybe too daring. Too overly complicated. That doesn't sound like us. 
And it ended no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> with Thaddeus being pursued by a decaying hyena. Gutterbird and Chai had already left the city in animal form. Um, totally fine. Keep chilling. So, we will pick up in media res. Smash cut! Uh, Thaddeus is, is on... <laughs> what's your what's your uh, horse name? Greg? Uh, I don't recall what his name was last time. I'm going to go with Greg if you've got Greg. I may be more sober this time when we play. <laughs> I like how it's like, it sounds borderline. You're not sure if you are. Well, the cider's almost empty. You can never be sure. <laughs> Who can never, never be know. sure? Yeah. I'll never tell. Jesus. What is the speed of your horse? Ah, yes. He was 60 feet? My whole horse. It's this page-flipping noise that they come for us. Yeah. Come to us for. 60 feet, yes. 60 feet, okay. So I'm going to... All right, so yeah, you had narrowly escaped, like, several groups of, of soldiers, and you had come upon... A familiar, a familiar sight, you know, someone you had fought and killed before, they were shooting some arrows at you, and they had unleashed a undead-looking hyena pet that is currently chasing after you. So, it's technically not as fast as you huh. are, but well, then. it is more spry, so I'm going to say that I'd like you to make... An animal handling check, just to just to make sure that um, you know you're you're still going through these kind of congested streets on your way out of the city, and like they're not congested with people per se. Although there's some enemy Debris. soldiers, yeah. There's 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 shit around. Debris, yeah. Yeah, Debris. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Because this is a war horse that is. From a spell, can I make it using charisma instead of wisdom? Is charisma your spell modifier? Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, sure, I'll allow that. Yeah, that Sweet. makes sense to me. Good call. With a plus two bonus. Oh, no. I have a 22 because oh. of the natural 20. Oh! Ooh, wow. First roll of the game. Starting okay. us off right. Starting us off right. Greg was born on the streets. (laughs) (laughs) He's clip-clopping along. It's almost, he's so graceful, people think it's dressage. Oh, God. It's not dressage unless it's from the the dressage region of France. Otherwise, it's just fancy (laughs) clip-clop. It's it's just sparkling horse dancing at this point. (laughs) I always thought dressage was, like, from Belarus or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, you thought it was a place? I don't know. I have weird opinions. <laughs> weird, like, really weird opinions s- on, like, like geography? Horse dancing? The objective reality of what dressage is isn't, like, an opinion. <laughs> no, I like the idea of weird talking opinions about my on subjective. geography. <laughs> I'm talking about my subjective reality, oh, which right, okay. varies wildly day to day. <laughs> Dancing horse to dancing horse. <laughs> All right. Okay. So with that natural twenty and a twenty-two, uh, Thaddeus makes it out of Stonegate, leaving 
the chaos and a zombie dog behind him. You make your way out into the mountains and to the agreed-upon meeting place, which was up in the mountains. How long does your uh, fine steed last? Ooh, that would be... It was a while. An answer of... I'm going to guess like eight hours? Uh, one hour. Oh, okay. No, that's fine familiar. Hold on a second. Um, okay. This is some interesting business. Oh. So it says duration instantaneous. <laughs> oh. Um, appearing in an iron pit space, blah, blah, steed statistics, blah, blah, blah. Your steed okay. serves you as mount both in combat and out, and you have an instinctive bond with it that allows you to fight as a seamless unit. When it Okay, so it... It doesn't expire. It disappears when it drops to zero, or if you dismiss it. Oh, okay. So you're fine then. All yeah. right, Greg's Greg's clip clopping along. I like the idea of Greg having like an opinion about what we should do, and then you are very dismissive, and then he just like <laughs> turns into a puff of smoke because you didn't like acknowledge his idea. I'm going to get summoned by a rider who listens to me. Back to the astral stable with me. Okay. So sometimes go, uh, sometime goes by, like, it's still going to be probably approaching dawn by the time you get to the agreed-upon meeting place. And this agreed-upon meeting place is a fey crossing. So it's a very difficult thing to find if you don't know what you're looking for. It's essentially a small tear between two worlds. And it can look like just kind of maybe a, an overabundant grove, an especially vibrant tree, or, you know, something that's just just out of place. And it could be completely invisible. Like, it could be a space between a couple of rocks that is completely impossible to find to the average, you know, person walking by. But thankfully, you have an Eladrin who knows where to look and what to look for. And, um, yeah. So you meet up, and I'll leave it to you if there's any last-minute discussion points that you want to make before crossing over. Uh, I think I'll probably be like pretty quiet on the walk to this place, and I think probably before we, when I know we're getting like maybe like a minute or two away, I'll probably just like stop the guys, and I'll just have like a. Little, like frank discussion and I'll be like look I know this is where we have to go I, I do know that this is unlike anywhere you guys have ever been or remember and I look to Gutterbird and I'm like I, I don't I was like I just I don't I don't know where you're from but I get the sense you might have been to the Feywild from what the other Aladrin were saying but that's a whole other topic of conversation anyway um but there are some crucial things I think you need to know uh we stick together at all costs. Rule number one. Rule number two, basically expect everything to not be what it seems. Everything, the vast majority of things have some sentience. Like, rocks will start talking. Random animals will be weird face spirits. Like, this is not a place where we just travel through unaware, like, unaware from the surroundings. They, the surroundings will be aware of us. The other thing that's important is 
the Feywell in itself is a is a place based on, uh, for lack of a better way of describing it, illusion and kind of second guessing. Like if you were making a bargain or an agreement with someone, you can basically expect that there's a couple other levels to this agreement. So do not do not agree to anything. Uh, do not like taking help from a stranger might be more than you anticipate. Uh, so just have your wits about you because this will not be for the faint of heart. If I can expand on that, I think uh, just a bit of a bit of additional context uh, that Chai would know and would really want to impart is that the like the Aladrin generally don't share human sensibilities in terms of like what they deem important like they're very changeable very fickle sometimes um they have very long lifespans and so can view certain things with a little bit more detachment because they're not they kind of they kind of view some of them view like the human lifespan like a housefly uh, so they don't think a whole lot of humanity, some of them. Uh, and words actually, and this is some the, the real big thing that Chai would really want to impart, is that words have a forceful bond in the fate wild. So entering into a verbal agreement with somebody is not something to be taken lightly. It is something that you are, you become magically bound by it, especially if you owe somebody a favor and this is like the way that the power structure kind of ha works in the Feywild is or at least in the courts is that if you come to somebody and ask them for a favor you're then in their debt and there is this weird magical hierarchy that then takes place where you are subservient to them until that debt is deemed to be repaid and Queen Saffron, the queen of the Summer Court, has built up a lot of favors that are owed to her, um, and often in like ways that humans might find deceitful. But that's, I mean, that's kind of normal in the Feywild. Like they don't like trickery is kind of a fun pastime to them. Any any questions on that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just terrified. It's, you know. Uh, Matt has a very clear understanding of possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Thaddeus is gullible. <laughs> no. Not gullible. That's not. Is, is. I just might not see it coming. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. One eye. <laughs> Dexterity minus one. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Thaddeus and Greg are going to perform their best dressage routine. Um, oh, one other thing I should tell you guys. Uh, time doesn't quite exist in the same way in the Feywild. Like, we might be gone for what we think is a day, but come back, like, four years from now. Which is why this isn't the ideal scenario. But, uh, yeah, just heads up. Greg stops mid-amazing prance maneuver and looks over at you, and Thaddeus 
shocked that he was able to stall like that, looks over at you as well, and then back to Greg and goes, Well, Greg, you couldn't, you said you couldn't do this move a week ago. <laughs> and now you're just busting it out because you just got shocked by something that that fey lady said. I'm disappointed, but also rather impressed. Yeah. So you make it through this fey crossing. It's like a couple of old fallen logs with like just this weird shimmer of light that's just barely perceptible and you wouldn't have known to to look for it unless Chai had pointed it out. And so you like duck under the log, you're surrounded by like it's it's dawn in the mountains, kind of like semi, you know, desolate area with this old fallen log and you duck under it, you stand back up and it's it's a bright vibrant day. You're in a in a meadow. The grass waves in the wind, the warm wind before you, kind of like, almost like brushes, brush strokes in an oil painting. And you see this great sweeping meadow before you. There's forests not too far in the distance. And then you can see this skyline of looks like crystal or glass. And this is Sindara, the city of laws. This is where you're going. This is where the, the courts are all the happenings are and the rest of the Fey Wild is, well, it's pretty wild. You're approached by several guards who ride like these dogs, like big, big, friendly looking dogs. Oh, good. And <laughs> say, who goes there? They're wearing like this sort of like golden armor with these spears that are like wrapped in leaves, vines and leaves, humankind. And they immediately lower the spears, and they kind of pause when they see Chai. So, I, I also forgot to mention while we were in there, like, time getting to the Fae Crossing, I would have changed back into Autumn at this point mm-hmm. for this endeavor. I will just say to the guards, they're with me, and I intend to return to the city. Taking humans into the city? Yes. They look at each other, and they... <laughs> It speaks. I jest, I jest. I know humans can speak. Well, do you take responsibility for the welfare of these humans? I look at them with, like, the most, like, mom energy I can muster. Like, mom taking their kids to, like, the amusement park where they know they're going to fuck up and do any too much sugar. And I'm just looking at them. I'm like... (laughs) they will be on their best behavior and listen to my instruction. And I will, like, just, like, glare at both of them. Thaddeus is holding the reins like he's about to take off. Are you off. still on, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me oh, and Thaddeus God. are just, like, elbowing each other, being like... <laughs> and I'll just, like, I'll be like, hey, like, hey, hey. None of that. This is serious business. Says, well, Autumn sister, you have come come back at a most opportune time. It is the time of omens when the courts will decide who they war against next. If you go to the courts quickly, you may get there in time to cast your vote. Before you go, can I have your names? I will just say, I was like, their names don't matter to you. Uh, Matt would like to make an insight check for Thaddeus. Okay, sure. 
uh, on the grounds of the words specifically used. <laughs> can, yeah, exactly. Shy would also be like, can I have your names is yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, mm, <laughs> can I, can I insight check that as well? Yeah. Yes. 23. Oh, I got a 22. Mm. <laughs> You definitely sense an ulterior motive. It was not just a friendly question. It was kind of a joke. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thaddeus will respond with, only if I'm... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> well, well then, only if I may have your grace. Oh. Would you like Still to trade... Oh. You would like That's to trade... Trade name... Your name for my grace? For your oh. fey lineage grace. Oh! So what do you mean? Give... What do you mean by oh. that? Oh. He's he's essentially being like, you. What you can that? have my name if you swap being human with me. Mm. Oh God! Uh, not worth it. I thought you might think that way. What about you, Mister? Um... Bobble Haver, can I have your name? That's directed at Gutterbird. I'll put my hand up to Gutterbird and I'll be like, just that, shake my head, like side to side. That, is, say ma- that is Master Bobble Haver to you. No, then he'll have the name of Master Bobble Haver. God damn it. Oh, yeah, we're going to die in the Feywild. You will have the name Master Bobble Haver. Mm. <laughs> Do you tell them anything else, Chai, like about who you are? I say nothing. You are just avoiding all of the fun stuff we could be doing in here. <laughs> I am keeping us alive as our guardian through this amusement park. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, and I'm eating my funnel cake. <laughs> all right. They say, hmm, okay. all right. Bored. Okay. Goodbye. And they write off. I, I almost had it. I'll send you a picture of I'll send you a picture of the dogs that they were riding. Please do. I almost had it. <sighs> And I'll say, like, that is a perfect example. He might have traded souls with you because of that statement. Yeah. Then I would have had so much more time to get vengeance on brats. Not necessarily bodies. Well, if my soul goes into his body... Not necessarily. Well, I... That's very true. Welcome to the Feywild. (laughs) I I am aware of stupid trickery. Okay, but he also looked like he was just bored of shit. Yeah, okay, so you're going to have to do a bit of um, traveling here um, to get to Sindara. Now, traveling in the Feywild is not really measured in in so much as, like, distance or time, but rather, you know, experiences. So I'm going to have to get everybody to make a survival check. Or, I guess... I don't know, like, yeah, survival. Um, Chai, you can use nature since since this is nature to you, but anybody else who wants to use nature is going to be at a disadvantage. Survival. That's survival. Oh. Is. I should have the two. It's the same modifier for me, so it doesn't really matter. Unnatural twenty. I have a twenty-one. I have an eleven. Okay. So you cross this 
this valley, and this is like, I don't know, this is like going from like living in, in like the, the Arctic to visiting the tropics for the first time. Like this is a crazy environment for Thaddeus and Gutterbird. You're kind of like almost overwhelmed with this sort of sense of excitement. Uh, not necessarily like happiness per se, but like excitement that you feel is like almost beyond your control. It's like going from West Philadelphia to Bel Air. Ex- yeah, it's exactly like it. yeah. Perfect. I I was likening it to having too many energy drinks. Mm, mm-hmm. You I've drink been there. Too many five-hour energy drinks back to back, so you have at least forty hours. That summer, I worked in the NOS um, energy drink bottling. I keep forgetting you did that, and you just like, I think you just like absorbed it through your skin. It burned <laughs> down. It. <laughs> did it burn down? It burned down. Two, two things. Listen well, to that. Actually, three. Feigned surprise. Oh, it burned <laughs> down. When did that hey. happen? Wink, wink. Three On my things. last day? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, that much NOS, it was going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> it was too. Too high octane, too yeah. fast, too furious. Number two, you worked at a NOS bottling plant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. The energy and drink, fine. not not the not the yes, okay, not, not nitrous oxide, but yeah. Wait, or the or the rapper or the hip hop superstar. We're like it's not. <laughs> we bottled Nas, his uh, his signature fragrance, Nas. Yeah. <laughs> And lastly, number three. No, no, wait. The signature fragrance from Nas is called Schnaz. Cause it yep, 100%. Oh, nice. 100%. Yeah. Nice. I would have called it Smellmatic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly, and I think most importantly, um, how does your liver still function? <laughs> that is one of the great mysteries of the universe. Um, I, who says it does? You make it through this meadow. And you reach a like the edge of the meadow. I mean, Sindara seems kind of close, closer. You're not quite sure, but you reach this forest, and it's suddenly like you get into the forest, and it's like nighttime. And you look up, see stars through the tree canopy, which is super weird. You also notice that like there's a there's a, a number of like very exotic looking birds that are like taking a very keen interest in you. And if I can just get everybody else to roll a quick perception check. 10 for me. 13? 15. Okay. I guess Thaddeus might contrast the what he sees in the forest with like the verdant meadow that you just walked through, but maybe isn't able to connect the dots as, as much as Chai would being from here. But you notice that there's like this decay that's happening. And you, you know, if you mention it and Chai, like as soon as Thaddeus points it out, you notice that like this part of the forest is never like there's unless you're going to very specific areas of the Feywild, like the autumn regions, even then, like this is this is not like anything that you've seen before. It's like it's like dying which is not like a something that you're used to seeing. There's like rot in the trees. I do not like that. Can I do 
maybe well, I'll let it, you decide, but in my brain, like maybe like a nature or a arcana check to see if this is like a magical origin thing or whether there's like a disease or is this like a, uh, like a, is this some kind of like magic leeching from these like dark creatures that we've been experiencing? I'm just trying to get like the source of it. Hmm. Okay, I'll let you make either, either nature or arcana. I'll go arcana. Uh, 13. All that you know is like you've never really seen this before. Does it look like the fo- the decaying forest that we walked through when we were trying to get up to the dwarven city? Uh, no, it doesn't bear any resemblance to that. Okay. This looks like something, I will say, it looks unnatural. Okay. Even for the Feywild. Okay. Can I get one more um, survival check from everyone? Here for, good, for me. Here for a good time, not a long time. Survival of eight. Uh, I got a 14. I'm not rolling particularly great today. Onward, Greg. To commence the fuckery. <laughs> Jesus. Matt, can you roll a d20? Oh, no. Can I ever? Oh. An eight. Oh, God. As you're walking through the forest, there's this creeping fog that rolls in, and you're kind of like, you don't even see it like roll in. It's just kind of like there. Very suddenly, like you didn't really see it kind of like drift in, but it's there, and it's really difficult to see where you're going. So um, you can make a choice here either to try to continue on and find your way or take a rest in this strange place. And this is just him deciding this? No, no, I mean you're all oh, you're all together still. No one's lost or separated okay. yet. So cool. it's it's just as a group you're deciding whether you want to chance, you know, continuing on or not. Are we is it, is it making us sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> we're just waiting for the fog to clear. It's not like carbon monoxide, is it? No, it, the fog itself isn't making you sleepy. It's just like, do you want to wait for it to pass, however long that might be, or do you want to forge on ahead? I defer to the person from the Feywild. Do I know what this fog would be? I mean, it's a risk either way. I th- Chai would be like be familiar, I guess, with it. It's a risk either way. Either like you might get turned around and take even longer to get to where you're going, or if you stay here, like you know, something might come upon you. Something maybe good, maybe bad, maybe neutral. <gasps> Unicorns. Maybe nothing. How exciting would that be on a podcast? Right. You Positively mean, thrilling. You mean the absolute threat of something happening and then nothing happening? Mm-hmm. I believe that's just called edging. <laughs> Which in an auditory medium is probably, you know, super effective. I've never heard of that. Where did, where did you learn about that? Edging or auditory mediums? <laughs> you decide. 
auditory mediums. Well, <laughs> it was... <laughs> I was a young lad. <laughs> she says, watching ah. the TV Guide Network when I stumbled across a listing for the TV show Medium. Um, me thinking it was entirely about uh, t-shirts. Your favorite size, yoga. yeah. Yeah. I uh, went to said channel and found myself uh, very disappointed, not only with the uh, theme, but also the material. You're going to say, but also the acting chops of one Patricia Arquette. Yeah, and that's <laughs> when I hit mute and realized that an auditory medium is sometimes best not heard. Do you guys remember Sue Thomas, FBI, but then I was spelled E-Y-E? Yep, 100%. What a, what a show. No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I remember the puppers. Well, now I'm sad. What have you, okay, what have you decided to do? <laughs> decided uh, to Sarah's looking Sue through Thomas, books. FBI. <laughs> Sarah's looking through books. That's why I started talking dumb stuff. I was... And so Chai would know that this, it could be, it's a 50-50 choice, right? Like, regardless... Of how it goes, right? It's a risk either way. Okay, so I will explain the risk. And I will look at the guys and like, well, in true nature of the Feywild, the ever-changing and chances that occur, I take out a coin and I flip it. So I'm going to roll a d6. One through three, we stay. Four, five, six, we carry on. Thaddeus is jacked. At this idea. The literal gamble. <laughs> you just have to remember which numbers I made. I called for what? One uh-huh. through three, we stay. Is that what I sure. said? One, one through three, three we stay. stay. That might immediately go against what I have just said. But one, I'm going to lock it in. One through three, we stay. We're staying. We're staying. We're staying still on a one. Clip clop. <laughs> I mean, Greg, sit. <laughs> and I will try to... I will not, I will cast divination. Okay. Um, can I get you everybody to make a Constitution saving throw first before you do all that? Everybody gets plus two, I believe, to their stuff for being close to me. Yes. Cool. Ooh, it's a fifteen for me. What'd you get? With your plus two, eight. I got 11. Oof. Okay. We're doing great, guys. Ooh, this fog. Ugh. DC 10. DC 10. I can't remember. Uh, okay, so Chai uh, might get a pass on this anyways. You can't be forced to sleep, right? I can't be put to sleep magically. No. Okay. All right. Um, in that case, in that case, you're just going to be... I start yawning for the first time ever. <laughs> like no, like yeah. they've never seen me actually tired. <laughs> Six of a bitch. Yeah, and I'm like, oh no. I will war- like once I start feeling tired, I will like warn them what I think is about to happen. Yeah, it was all so a dream. You start to so you're feeling a little bit pooched. Um, you're gonna take a level of exhaustion, but you're not gonna fall asleep. And you can go ahead and cast a divination. Unbeknownst to you, Thaddeus has fallen asleep. Do I get the benefits of a long rest? <laughs> uh, well, we'll leave it up to your companions as to whether or not they decide to wake you up. Where is this? Throwing this out here, I'm down 22 hit points. 
I think... Does Greg fall asleep too? <laughs> Does he have a stat block with a constitution? Well, he's, no. he's magical, right? Yeah. Oh, but he lasts in, does he last until you go unconscious, though? It's not no, I just checked. I just checked. But he is telepathically linked to me. Oh. Hmm. That's why I'm like, does he also fall asleep? Or does he now just clip-clop through your dreams? <laughs> I think I will ask, in my divination, when I will see uh, Basil. Because I, I, like, I think for Chai, she's going to look for him before she looks for anybody else. Okay. And can you tell me again how I have to respond to you? Uh, the DM offers a truthful reply. The reply might be a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. It obviously has, like, the spell doesn't take account for possible changes in circumstances. Like, if we fall into another fog thing. But now that we are in the fog thing, that's what I wanted to, to see. Good question. While I think of the answer, can I get the two awake people's passive perception? Uh, my passive is a 16. A 16? Okay. <laughs> um, you no- you notice like somebody, something like rummaging in Thaddeus's belongings? I will immediately bring out the scimitar and be like, like not like gesture to like kill whatever there is i just want to be like i would deeply advise you stop that uh okay so it's <laughs> it's like his uh his travel bag i guess is just kind of moving and like this like little pixie pokes her head out it's like you came into our fog i believe your fog came upon us that's really up to the point of view of the fog wouldn't you say anyways i'm just trying to make your travel a little bit lighter Mm, I think we were sufficiently prepared as it was, so I will be having that back. Thank you. Okay, fine. And she she hands you, like, pulls out this little, like, tiny thumb-sized um, leather satchel and, like, starts, like, just pulling out things that Thaddeus had on his person, like, including his glass eye that she somehow got. I, can I make, dude, like, I want to make sure that I'm getting that... I'm getting it all back. Okay. Um, you can you can roll an insight check. Uh, nineteen. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. She's been she's been caught and she's not really interested in like a fight with you. Can we trade for the eye? The the this big marble. Unfortunately, not for that. <sighs> but here, how about this? And I'll flick her gold and be like I offer you payment though for telling us the fastest way through the fog fastest way through the fog hmm hmm towards the city um she flicks the gold coin like back to you and she seems a little disinterested she says I can show you through the fog but Gold coins are mm, from the human lands? No, I was going to pull out a Ladrin money for this. Oh. Mm. Mm. Court gold. Everything a little bit more unique. I, uh, what is, what is Greg doing right now? Is Greg just asleep? I think he's just chilling out. Tied to a tree. 
And he's a spectral horse. Like, he's like a sparkly, otherworldly horse, right? Uh, I don't know. Matt, did you make Greg sparkly? Uh, Greg is a celestial. Okay. If that helps. <laughs> I will say, how about access to this horse for however long he lives? For however long he lives. Deal. And I will wake Greg up and send it along with the fairy. But, well, not yet. I'll be like, show me the route first. I'll show you the route on Greg. Can I inside check that? <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. I think it's fine, but I'm just like... Uh, 15. She draws a map on the side of Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's your GPS? Your Greg positioning system? Yeah, you think she was trying to, to like, do a little bit of trickery there as well? Like, not, like, get around you somehow? Um, So you can ask her to rephrase or something. We get the route first. I must believe that you are being truthful. And then you get Greg. Okay, all right. Hard bargain. I will, I will light the way for you, the truthful way, with pixie dust. And then I get Greg, and you can follow the pixie dust. And I believe, do I believe her? Uh, yeah. Light the way. Okay. So she zips out of you, like, trailing this, this sort of, like, almost like a stream of like little fireflies uh, through the fog. It's, it's really surprisingly bright. And then like 10 seconds later, she's back. And she's like struggling with Greg's reins. I will wake everybody up, or I guess Thaddeus up. <sighs> and I'll be like, we have a path to follow. But Greg belongs to the fairy for now. Well, she. When Thaddeus wakes up, there's already like this tiny glowing figure like in the saddle, just as Greg's like clopping away, and she's like, "Bye." <laughs> Thanks All for right. Greg. Bye, Greg, and Greg disappears. No, right, no, no, right away. For as long as he's on, we have the route. She gave it to us. Oh, yeah, but now we're creating an angry fairy, though. I can't do it if he's a mile away. Yeah, but I figured she'd go away with Greg, he'd disappear, whatever, and then we'd... But if, like, I'd, I don't know how to judge distance in the Feywild. Whatever, you made your choice. Yep. Okay, we're gonna... I also don't know, based on the wording, if when I summon him again, if it's just gonna belong to the pixie. Greg will belong to the pixie. Greg Gregette will not belong to the pixie. It's the same spirit. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna zip back and she's like, I feel bad for taking your horse away. I have another one, and she's gonna cast polymorph on Chai. I have to resist that though, don't I? Yep. Yeah. So it, and you hey, still get plus two to your saving throw. What is it? What's the resistance? Charisma. Uh, oh, it's a charisma save. I thought polymorph's a wisdom. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, make a wisdom saving throw. 14. Okay. With my plus two? Oh, with the plus two, 16. You resist the effects of the spell and the pixie looks disappointed. 
Uh, but she she doesn't put up any more um she doesn't give you any more trouble she she's like "Eh, usually that works okay bye and she flies off but you're gonna have to roll a d100 because you're uh hit by a spell it's when i'm hit by a spell too Mm Mm-hmm. oh no (laughs) can you imagine i roll a polymorph like i just you just turn into a horse this is perfect i guess that'll count 33 this won't really impact the 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 game but uh so you feel like this this kind of like after i guess having like resisted that magic chai kind of almost absorbs it and for the next minute gets maximum damage on a spell that does damage on the first spell that you do but that's gonna you know assuming you're not getting into combat within the next 60 seconds you kind of feel like this this electricity in your fingers that that fades but nothing else bad happens okay see i knew you'd be fine (sighs) so yeah no no that would have been a short rest i suppose no long rest yet and you're just gonna follow the path out yeah, I think I'd like to just get out of the fog. I'm going to use two hit dice just in case. For not a whole lot of healing, but some. Um, are we at a point where I need to roll a new number for reciprocity? Would this be considered dawn? Hmm. It's an interesting question. Um, sure, yeah, let's roll a new number. Dawn! Oh! One. <laughs> that's 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 real bad, isn't it? There was something about a one, wasn't there? I have to I have to roll a one on an attack roll with reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you gonna do anything? Oh, right. Shoot. Sorry. The um. The divination. I almost forgot. Oh. Do I have to roll another D100 because I did a ritual spell? Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, let's do that. I should be better about keeping track of this. Thank you. Uh, 12. So this already happened to you before. Um, you get sort of enveloped in, in sort of this crystalline shell and somebody can just kind of like tap it a few times until it breaks and you're free. So, would you say I need to make an attack roll with reciprocity? (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to. (laughs) No, I just tap it open with my hammer. With, like, my shoe or whatever the fuck I need to smack. Oh, the the warning star. The warning star. (laughs) The acidically depleted warning star. Yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Poor thing. It's pitted. Okay. Yeah, anything else going on before you follow the the pixie trail I don't think so I'd like to just get out of this fog mm-hmm. okay alright yes so you you follow the, the trail the pixie true to her word has led you out of the fog and you continue through the forest and on the outside of the forest you are then at the base of just outside the city it's kind of like on this big plateau uh, there's like this vibrant blue river that's that's kind of like going um in front of you there's this sort of like 
semi-transparent glass footbridge that uh, that goes over the river. There's like there's a waterfall that is going up from the river onto the plateau. And you can see that the the city is, well, there's a lot of like small buildings around. There's some there's some trees that are swaying like very like large, large like um, redwood type trees that are swaying kind of in unison. And uh, and like the big dominating feature of the city is the what they call the five courts, which is really the four courts plus like the meeting place. So it's basically like four massive towers of like opaque glass with a central with a central tower in the middle. And these are like hundreds of feet high, like dwarf dwarf like it would dwarf a mountain. Um it's it's pretty nuts. And you can see like that there's large birds like flying around parts of the outside and if like when you squint you can see little riders on them this like armor glinting off in the sun okay so yeah how i guess where's the oh shit sorry divination i forgot again (laughs) right okay so you get this faint whisper back from your divination spell that you will see basil when you seek out the queen. Looks like we're going to the court, boys. Which court? Peoples? Badminton? I think I'll just turn to the guys and like, so this is my home. Uh, Where I come from, waterfalls go down. Just saying. (laughs) Ain't no half-lutin' upwards waterfall. That's so of the material plane. (laughs) Uh, don't, don't be so materialistic. Yeah, don't be so materialistic. Uh, okay, I think I will just try. Chai knows she has to go to like her house, basically, like the court. But she wants to like maybe wander through the town a little bit and just get a sense as to what's been going on since she's been gone. I just want to like get a get a vibe. Do a vibe check. Is there a vibe check? Is it just a montage with the Kelly Clarkson song since you've been gone over top of it? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm looking for that like Rapunzel like scene where she's just like in the market and she's having fun. Like she doesn't know she's this whimsical princess. She's just having a great time. Hmm. Okay, vibe check, yeah. Right. So when you when you go to cross the bridge, like there are these out of place looking winter guards. Really and they they sort of like square up. They're saying what is your business in Sindara? And like, you can see their breath in the air, even though it's very warm out. My my business is I'm part of the Autumn Court, and I am here to be with my court members. Mm. Thaddeus leans to Gutterbird and says, Cold reception. <laughs> Jesus. Ice to meet you. <laughs> <sighs> Ice to meet us. They look at each other as though, like, that's the best thing that they've ever heard. Do you have ice to meet us? Can I druid craft some ice? Can and you? And just, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would assume you could if it's druid craft. I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to make an ice, like, 
sculpture or anything too fancy. I don't know what the limitations. There's something about water in Druidcraft. Several cubes. <laughs> yeah, no, I could do uh, falling snowflakes. <gasps> falling snowflakes. Okay. They are like super happy about that. As happy as kind of these sort of... Um, dower elves can be? Mel- yeah, melancholy dower Aladrin can, can get. It's like I'll being like in our cold, this. desolate home. I've missed it so. I will. How about this? I'll like produce it like in my hand, kind of like above it, and I'll just kind of do like a, and I'll like blow it into their faces, like hopefully like a cold breeze into their face to like remind them of home, like here, but like not in like a blowing shit in someone's head. Like I'm trying to genuinely be nice to them, like quick little remind... snow job. In yeah, the exactly, like a quick snow job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes them, it, it's very touching and they're very happy. And as a reward, they're going to give you like a, a small like token. Um, it's cold to the touch, but it doesn't melt. And they say, this is good for one entry into the Cave of Memories. And they give one to everybody. Ooh. Do I know what the Cave of Memories is? Yeah, it's one of the like really cool landmarks in the city. Uh it's it's in the it's in the winter tower. It is Ooh. it is a cave where you can go in and and like observe a memory of your past from outside your body. Intriguing. And I'll look at Gutterbird. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know if it works if you don't remember the memory, but I'm very intrigued to find out. Okay, you pass by. You pass over this long bridge. Uh, looking at the, like, looking down and through it as you go, kind of a weird sensation, and you get into the city, and even though, like, these massive towers, like, dwarf everything, uh, it doesn't seem like they cast any shadows, like, it's sun everywhere, everybody is, is sort of, like, frolicking about, it's the time of omens, it's the time of omens, everyone's saying, that is what the vibe is, and you're getting a lot of stares. So as you're like going through the streets, um, people are are like looking and being like, oh, humans? Is it the time of humans? Is it the time for mankind? It's been some time. You take it that your arrival might like be interpreted as an omen by some people. In the time of omens? Convenient. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Intriguing. Do we want to do the memory thing before we possibly get, like, thrown in a Feywild prison? Thaddeus doesn't know shit. He's just following you. I think Chai would, like, be, like, in essence, like, playing with the coin. And I think she is going to turn to the guys and basically be like, I, I know we have to go see the court. And I have to see my queen. <laughs> but I don't know how warm of a welcome we will receive or how much support. And I'll look down at, like, the token. It's like, so I think we should have possibly a, a, a fun memory before we carry on. And I'll take them to the Winter Tower. I mean, the entrance to the Winter Tower is this, like, really steep ice ramp that every winter ladron has no problem walking on. Uh, how are you all going to do it? I will 
cast freedom of movement on everybody. Ooh, okay, roll a d100. Nope. I can do it on one willing creature. Could I mold earth ice? Say earth, earth or stone. Is it in this one or it's in this one, isn't it? Uh... I mean, not to help you out too much, but uh, Gutterbird does have boots that kind of... Oh, yeah. Gutterbird's fine. Spider boots. Those work on ice. Cool. Spooty boots. Dirt or stone. So I'm guessing there's nothing. Mm. It's all made of ice? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm, what else can I do? How high is this thing that we have to climb? I mean, it's like a, it's like a 20-foot ramp, but it's kind of steep. It's I shouldn't say a ramp. It's like a, it's like a very wide like incline. What you imagine would be like a grand staircase, but it's just ice. Uh, can I just misty step? Sure. Just trying to think how to get Thaddeus up there. Doesn't Thaddeus Misty Step too? He does. Are you going to? Or would you like me to do something? I was going to just tie my rope to Gutterbird. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I will... Then I will Misty Step. Save my... uh... 28... Are, are we doing it for natural abilities? Uh, no, I wouldn't do it for that. Okay, then never mind. So I just missed a step. Uh, the autumn ability is, I think someone's afraid of me. Uh, Once I get up there. Hold on. The winter one was afraid. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. I think I charm someone, honestly. Let me just pull it up. Uh, you charm me not to put the rope around Gutterbread. <laughs> uh, two creatures of my choice. Must succeed a wisdom saving throw. If I'm not, I don't want to charm anybody, so I'm not going to choose anybody. I think everybody around you being a Ladrin would be immune to charm. Immune anyway, yeah. exactly. So I was like, I, I, yeah, so I'll just use my misty step to get up there. <laughs> kind of like these winter Ladrin that are, that are walking out. Just be like, oh, autumn Ladrin's always misty stepping. Big deal. Okay, and uh, Gutterbird's going to be, um... Sled dogging it just... up the ramp. <laughs> well, I yep. was going to suggest he could just carry the rope up and I can use the rope as like a guide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If that's what GB wants to do. As, GB's got options. As soon as you start going up, as soon as you start going up, like there's there's Aladrin that are like watching and they're starting to place wagers on like, this is the worst race I've ever seen. <laughs> Referring to the humans? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the one with the tattoos and baubles is clearly going to win. <laughs> you Cyclops, drop out. What's the line on me winning? <laughs> I'll put up five tokens to the reflecting pool. What's the reflecting pool do? What I kn- what I know? It reflects. <laughs> it does reflect, but it shows you a truth about yourself. And here I thought the Fae were adventurous. That sounds like a pretty weak bet. You must think I've got a good shot of winning. Hmm. Okay. Three passes to the Forever Festival and five tokens to the Reflecting Pool. 
if I come in, if I beat that human up the ramp. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, Misty Step. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, oh! <laughs> I was going to say, we should have. is there anything we need we could have bartered for? <laughs> no, I think that'll be super cool. Hang on, I gotta I gotta roll something just to see if something happens. No, what? never mind. Okay. <laughs> what what was, were you rolling for? I was just gonna see if one of them wanted to cast counter spell. Oh <laughs> That would have been so good. That would have been oh, that would have been harsh. <laughs> then I would have just tried to sprint up the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And then I would have cast freedom of movement on you and be like, go Thaddeus, go. So yeah, this very haughty looking Winter Aladdin comes up to you and like just puts these like a, like a, almost like a little stack of poker chips in your hand and you get like a little just momentary chill when they when they touch you. It's like yeah yes, very good very good. What is your name, good sir? My name is Thaddeus, good sir, and meant with utter reference. Thaddeus, good like sir. Reference. Thaddeus, good sir is now your name. Mm. It was so. It was three passes to the festival. The forever, forever festival. the forever festival, and five tokens to the reflecting pool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to this cave of memories. Cave of memories. Yeah, we were going to try and. I just realized yeah. that in that Christmas episode of Community, it was called the Cave of Frozen Memories. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to find the Christmas pterodactyl. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, can I polymorph into a pterodactyl? I think you could, like, depending on the challenge it's a, rating. It's a beast, right? Considering you haven't used freedom of movement, yes. <laughs> I was like, how much is a pterodactyl? And can I sew a jaunty Christmas hat right now? The inside of the winter tower, um, I'll save you the um, some suspense. It, there, there are some overlapping features here in that the inside seems to be way larger than the outside uh you see like this huge like ceiling well you don't actually see the ceiling you see what looks to be like like never-ending snow and ice going up and like inside the the um this massive open space are like ice sculptures that are constantly like forming and reforming and all along the exterior are just doors of people like sort of going in and out. And uh, Chai knows the drill. Like you have to envision the place where you want to go in the tower. And you, and you step through. I will envision the Cave of Memories. With the tokens? Like the tokens will ensure that you don't get lost. So if everyone does that, assuming everyone's doing that... Um, can we envision something that we don't, as humans, something we, we don't know what it is? Well, that's an interesting thing. It can be kind of abstract because like, like, for example, I could say, I want like, show me my like third birthday party. I don't remember it, but it, you know, it probably happened, right? Does that make sense? Cool enough to get a party. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm th- t- thinking about it, um, envisioning... So sorry, are we envisioning things to get where we want within the, the tower? Oh you're, yeah, you're envisioning like where you want to go. So that's what I'm thinking about. Like if we haven't, yeah, if we've never been to the Cave of Wonders. How do we know what it looks like to envision it? Well, that's that's what the token does. It kind of gives you that little bond. Oh okay. 
Um, but yeah, it's not really uh, an accommodating system for outsiders. Like you would need to have a guide. So you each f- find yourself in a... Okay, you know what? I want everybody to make a... like. I don't know if you talked about this beforehand, whether or not you wanted to... Hmm. Know what? Fuck it. You're on your own. Everybody <laughs> oh, finds shit. themselves separated in the cave. Oh. Oh, okay. Fnuggets. Yeah. Um, Think Dagobah, only cold. <laughs> I see my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my face under his helmet. <laughs> um... <laughs> So Thaddeus was hoping to be able to do something before, like at the mouth of the cave, unfortunately. Okay, we can retcon a bit. Thaddeus is going to try and get his token to Gutterbird. Oh, so you don't want to go to the cave. So you're trying to give him like like the ability to see more? Thaddeus wants to go with them. Yeah, Thaddeus wants to go with them, but he wants to give Gutterbird the opportunity to see more. But most importantly, he doesn't want to see anything. Mm -hmm. All right. That's legit. As you're sort of like handing your token to Gutterbird and and you're each sort of envisioning it, like Gutterbird finds himself in the cave. Thaddeus finds himself like staring at the outside of like of a cave, like out in the cold. Looking around, it's it's almost like you're back on the um, back on the mountaintop after fighting uh, fighting the giants. Uh, Thaddeus by himself just kind of says, well, I should have seen that one coming. And he finds the boyfriend chair next to the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> What's Chai going to look for in the cave? For the, like the memory? Mm-hmm. Chai is going to look for the memory of Queen Saffron sending her on her mission. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? I think, like, I would have probably been called, well, like, this is me expositing. I would have been called to the court to be issued this from the queen. And I think what I'm trying to visualize from an outside party is I'm trying to get the sense whether she, what her intention was by when she's telling me all this about restoring balance and everything. I'm trying to get a sense of what her intentions were. And I'm trying to get a sense of whether she wanted me to actually succeed or not. I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to pensive this and like see, or pensive, like see if I can actually like glean anything from having this, like my fuller understanding now about how God's eye has been in the material plane. I want to see what, I want to see what she actually wanted me to do with these God's eye. I'm trying to get that sense. Whether she thought she was just sending someone to intentionally fail. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you roll an insight. 23. You're not getting like, you don't pick up on the idea that she's sending you to fail. You don't really know if she foresaw like what was, what was going to be coming. Um, it, it seemed almost like, like dismissive. Maybe, maybe she didn't want you like around the prince or something. It wasn't like, it's not like she didn't like you, but maybe she didn't like think that the mission itself was all that important. Okay. You got given busy work, girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about Kevin? 
What do you think Gutterbird's mm-hmm. gonna look for? I would want. I would like to know, if possible, um, any experiences I've already, I've already had in the Feywild. Is that concise enough? Maybe the maybe one of the last experiences I've had in the Feywild. The last experience you would have had in the Feywild. So the last memory you have from, I guess, the last time, the last experience you had in the Feywild, this is not really a memory. So you're in this cave and you're wandering around until you just see like this, this stretch of like black ice on the, on the wall of a flat area. And you're looking into it and you can see this landscape that you can tell is the Feywild, but you don't know exactly where. It doesn't look like anything you've seen so far. Um, it looks maybe on the edge of, of something, maybe a bit kind of like a desert. But it doesn't look like any desert in like the, the world that you know. You see this shadowy figure standing in front of you, and he's saying to you, you hear this familiar voice speaking in Infernal, that he agrees to give you power in exchange for your memories. You were trying to save your true love. Yeah. It's not dumb. What you hear yourself say is that you, you're blaming yourself for failing her and you can't stand the guilt. And you are asking him to take that from you. You got one more go around this ride. Can I access my first memory? Like, period. So I can get a sense of my... Maybe get a sense of my my origins and find out if I was, you know, uh, born in this area and then chose to perhaps extricate myself maybe for love? Or if I was born in the the regular plane and found myself brought into the Feywild? So your first memory in the Feywild or, like, being born? Well, nobody remembers that. Yeah, okay. You see vagina. (laughs) Speak for for yourself, son. (laughs) Oh, never mind. That's going to be gross. Um, So anyways, um, yeah, I think maybe... Or like maybe my, my first my first memory of like my first fully formed like I've I've kind of come online as a as a human type of memory. I I uh, I missed part of that, Kevin. Could you hit, hit me with it one more time, baby? <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> I wish that's how the song went. Um, <laughs> just like Tim mumbling, like oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> my, uh, my loneliness is um, like killing me, uh, oh, and I. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, sorry. I was gonna say if I could, ha- if I could maybe try and access my first core memory, that might give me some sort of environmental insight to where you know to my origins, where I'm from originally. Where you're from originally? So, okay, first core memory. That's. I'm not quite sure how to handle that. 
I mean, that's pretty, that's a lot of background to put on you, and it's also fairly nebulous. So I wonder if maybe my, maybe if we can say my first memory of the Feywild, and that could still give me an indication of maybe where I was at when I made that first memory. The second token disappears from your hand, and you can see in this, in this sheet of icy glass, you can see this hauntingly beautiful, tall, eladrin figure, regal, with like these flowing robes, tell you and a woman companion that you're with that you'll be safe with her that you will be safe from that fiend. And then as that memory winks out, you see another reflection, but this isn't a memory. You see the reflection of a bearded humanoid standing behind you and asks huh. you an infernal, what do you think you're doing? <gasps> and that's where we'll stop. Oh, shit. oh no. Oh, shit. Oh, your fiend came to find you! 